somebody, so last night, I like this song anyway, but somebody did this song last night, karaoke, which it's a pretty cool song, right? Uh, when Andrew T and I went to Penn State Michigan game up at Michigan, the entire stadium sings this song. Really? Yeah, when you get to the chorus parts. So this guy, uh, you know, he's one of the guys that, there were the two swim coaches and he was one of their roommates. So he's there last night. He sings this song and he's got he's got the microphone. He's going around the people around the bar, getting them to sing choruses with him. He's got like five guys around it. And he's like, This is my table over here, you know, and he's like and they're whole singing it. I was like I was like, dude, right after you got done, I gave him a giant high five and then we were talking afterwards he's like that's what you gotta do man get people involved i can't sing for shit he goes all i was gonna do is get people involved that's smart i'm like i love this song though but he did he got he got the whole fucking bar involved very cool so um just want the chorus to play out So, yeah, there we go. Episode 110, Riding Shotgun. Yeah. You know what I was going to do this morning? I was like, you know, we're pl- episode 110. I mean, that's a lot of time we've spent yeah. together doing this, you yeah, know? Yeah. I wanted to go back and listen to 10, 100 10 episodes. episodes ago. And, like, yeah. I wonder even what we talked about, you know? Yeah. Because it's pretty funny. You, you, I mean, that's a lot of time we've done yeah. this thing. And... Um, it's been fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun, you know, and, and you know, it's brought back some pretty good friendships. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great getting Jack involved with yeah, the show yeah. now, you know, he's yeah. just been awesome. Um, you know, and it's cool because yeah. just as you were just saying about your uh, nephew talking about, oh, I don't know what the hell, 10 is not on here for some reason. Oh, oh that must have been the ghost from the past, 9 and 10. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I took those off there. I unpublished those. Oh. That's funny. But that was only the tenth episode. Yeah. Wow. That was a fun episode. I mean, that yeah, has yeah. to be what it was because it's not. Oh boy, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's fun. I mean, people always when I bump into people who I've talked to, even if it was a, it's been a year, like they they say, hey, you're still doing that podcast, you know? I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, and they. And I always say, you got to get you on. Okay, okay. You know, but yeah, everybody still talks yep. about it. Episode 10, here it is. I found that, uh, because it's unpublished, but I found it. Um, it was part two. Oh, God. <laughs> Episode 10, Jimmy Vags. <laughs> CJ. Vags. Oh, God. Yeah, Vags. Oh, boy. He got us going on that. Dougie wasn't on there, was he? Dougie was there, too. It was John, Dougie, Vags, me, oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Dougie was And there. was Ed on it, too? No, I don't have him listed. I only have, no. I only have uh, Vags, Johnny, yeah. Dougie, and you and me. Okay. That was it. I guess yeah, it was yeah. just five of us. Oh, shit. Not that I need another beer after last night. Oh, but, that's okay. It's okay. But, hey. Crack them. All right. Oh, so, so that was your fourth. Good. Good. You know, a little barbecue, a little family thing going. It's cool. Yeah. You know, low-key, but fun. Um, yeah, how about yourself? Um, right. Yeah, we got the We Are Penn State, if my beer will fit in this koozie. 
Um, oh, that's right. You did the uh, you did the parade with the, you biked over there, and yeah. uh, that sounded great. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. But I know if I went, I'd get all banged up, and then by oh, the time it God. was picnic time, I'd have been like, you know, they wouldn't have been able to shut me up, and they'd have put me to bed early. Dude, like, so Tony, Tony got a table reserved, right, mm-hmm. right at the beginning of the parade, right at <laughs> Kirshner's. So yeah, yeah. he had. So they put tables outside and they line them up along the fence. Mm-hmm. And literally, the parade begins. They come down 113 and they make the right, and then they go all the way down 73. So we're there at Kirsten's. Mm-hmm. Kirsten's opened up 10 o'clock in the morning. That's smart. smart. And they had, you know, the indoor bar, but then they had three bars outside, you mm-hmm. know. Like, oh, oh, bars. They, they have a traveling one, which okay. is really cool. It's got like benches and stuff. Oh, so nice. They had like eight taps on that. Then they had another one set up up yeah. in the top part of the parking lot. So here I am, you know, they had some pretty cool beers out there. I get a beer. Nothing like drinking at 10 o'clock in the morning on the 4th of July. That's, that's like tailgating. We'll American. be doing that in the fall. Oh, yeah. But that's good. <laughs> yeah. So did, did you and Sue bike over? Mm-hmm. That's cool. No, I biked over myself because Sue and uh, her uh, Maria, who was actually on the show one time when we did the BBQ at Tony's house. Remember, she came in. Uh, yeah, so anyway, they walked over together. Oh, okay. Um, well, actually... She walked? Well, Maria's daughter drove the two of them down, and then they walked, you know, down 73. Okay. Um, that's, a, that's a nice little part of us. They got there back. right before the parade started at 11, so they didn't get there till right about the parade starting. Okay. But it was cool. They had fucking flyovers, man. Like, oh, really? Yeah, they had like a, a group of like wow. eight to ten planes, like Red Baron, mm-hmm. and they flew over oh, twice. Oh, really? The biplanes? Yeah. Oh, it was wow. cool, man. They were like, you know, Old right school. above you. Wow, yeah, that's very cool. So that was cool, you know, and it was mm-hmm. like a lot of good stuff. Um, it's just so much fun. And that's it's a good group, so it's, you know, that whole group of yeah, people yeah. you would know. And, um, and then you went later on to Ben's house to watch the fireworks. Yeah, we did. So he had... He had a bunch of people over, and um, I biked over there because Sue, you know, Sue had to work Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I had to work Tuesday also, but a lot of people at the party had taken off Tuesday. And, I mean, Ben does it right, you know. So I got pictures that are freaking incredible. This is the first year I got the new phone, so the camera's really good with this phone. So he's lighting them off in his driveway just as the show's starting right across, you know, in the park. Mm-hmm. So he literally lives... One, two, three houses from the park. Mm-hmm. I mean, big, huge, nice. beautiful house, you know. Um, he's got a nice setup out back there. So we were just hanging out. And then about 10, I knew, like Andrew and I were, were talking about Andrew G, how long the, the fireworks were going to last. And he's like, yeah, I think they only last like 20, 30 minutes. So I'm like, I just, I timed it out. I'm like, I'm getting on my bike and going home because this traffic is crazy. So I did. I went around the development past Al lives in the development too. Mm-hmm. Went around there and uh, made the left and went straight down College Hill Road on my bike because my bike's got lights and shit. Mm-hmm. And the fireworks were going off and I was like, oh, there's a finale as I'm going down College Hill Road. Dude, there's people, there's cars parked on both sides of the road. Yeah. People got their chairs out. Yeah, yeah. The park was as crowded as I've ever seen it. Um, must have been a thousand cars there parked in the park. Wow. More maybe, you know. Yeah, I mean it's it's fun to do. It's probably like it used to be at, at Abington. Mm. You know, remember that there would be tons of people yeah. there. People come from all over yeah, from Skip yeah. Back. But getting out of there is like you say is a pain. It is, and so 
They charge for parking now, which I think is kind of funny. I think that's why all the people park out on College Hill Road and all the roads. Yeah. Yeah. But then I got on the bike trail and then took that down. And um, cool. I texted Andrew. I'm like, I'm already home. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> He's like, holy shit. Good for you. Good hey, for you. man. Then, uh, so then the bike's next? the way to go, man. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when he said that, I'm like, oh, man. And I'm looking at my watch. Like, God, it's supposed to be over there at three. I'm like, I'll be totally hammered. Oh, yeah. Because I know if I'm hanging out with you and Tony and Andrew and the both Andrews, I'll be, you know, hitting those hard beers hard. You know? Uh, I know. That's the thing. I'd have been bombed. I would have pulled, you know, whatever. So and all the staff is wearing these shirts. It was the, uh, I don't know, the, uh, yeah, they're really cool. They were like red, white, and blue, Kirshner. Mm -hmm. But they had, you know, it was the, I don't know what you do with. Um, I forget what they call that, where, you know, the circles and shit, you mm -hmm. know, um, tie-dye. So they were tie-dye, oh, tie okay. red, white, and blue yeah. tie-dye, and they had, yeah. you know, all the stuff on there for Kirshner's. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the manager, John, he's like, he says to Tony, he goes, I'm getting you, I'll get you a shirt, whatever. Oh, so I'm walking away, oh, yeah. cool. So I'm walking away with Tony, and I'm like, hey, man, you think John's got an extra for me? He goes, I don't know, I'll ask him. So uh, last night, Tony comes to pick me up, and he's like, and he throws me the T-shirt. Oh, cool. He's like, yeah, John said, this one's from Norm. Yeah, so cool. I went in there to close out my tab, right? And I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I was like, you know, I, I opened the tab, and Tony's like, hey, I'm just going to do on your tab because, you know, people know I'm here. They're just yeah. going to say, put it on Tony's, put it on yeah, Tony's. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't want that. He's like, they don't know you like they know yeah, you, yeah. which is true. I go out to close out my tab, and Tony and I are at the bar, and we got, you know, another round of drinks we're carrying out for people. And I said, John, I want to close my tab now because it was, you know, at the end of the parade. He brings me my freaking tab, and I'm like, it's thirty-one ninety-five. I go, Tony, what the fuck should I say? I'm like, you know, this isn't right. I said, John, and he's 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 over there and he's he's pouring the beers out, and he goes, Yeah, Norm, and I go, Dude, it's he goes, Happy Fourth of July, man. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's good that he now knows you. That's, so, that's awesome. So we just doubled it up, you know, and gave yeah, him a huge I mean, that's what you do. I mean, I, I remember the days of us going down to Dickens back in the day, and we, me, Biggs, and Eddie would drink like, and, and our bar tab would be that. We're like, you got to be kidding me. So then, again, you, you double it or do whatever and say, that's you. Thanks, boy. Yeah, right? You know. You know? So I don't expect stuff like that. It actually makes me feel a little uncomfortable. You know what I mean? You know, like you say, you, you hit them good with a nice tip. Yeah. You know, you show your appreciation. But it was cool. You know, I mean, I, I just love that whole atmosphere. I mean, Kirshner's does it right there. Mm -hmm. You know, even, uh, you know, switching up management. You know, Jay was the manager for years and mm -hmm. ran that place amazingly. And, you know, he, he taught John a lot. He had just brought John on as a manager, mm -hmm. assistant manager, because he was working so many hours, and this guy John hasn't missed a beat, man. That's cool. That's good. Yeah, so good, good for hear. him. Good to hear. Yeah, so um, episode 110, riding shotgun with Norman Jim. Mm -hmm. So uh, bad news last night. Yeah, double bad news. Right? Well, First, I mean, last night there was bad news, but a couple days before that, other bad yeah, news. James Jimmy Conn. Yeah. And then Paulie Walnut, who was probably my favorite character on The Sopranos, because he was a tough guy, but a funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he and he's been he was in a ton of mob movies, and we'll get to that later on. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it, when you were telling me that, I, I immediately started looking it up, and it wasn't even on the internet that he died yet. Oh, really? Yeah. So then I, you know, looked him up, and then it showed that he had died. He must have died a few hours ago before you, you, yeah. you sent it to me. So he died last night. 
He did. I was bummed. You know, I, it's like he's 79, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny because how many times we've talked about him on this show oh, yeah. as the character, but real life mobster. Yeah. I mean, arrested over 80 sometimes or something. And he spent time in jail. And then I guess one of the last times he, you know, got into acting or whatever and decided I can't do this. But I mean, I, you know, I remember reading stories of people who knew him when he was a mobster and said, this guy was freaking a tough. If he walked in, you did not want to cross him. Right. So, yeah. What a great character he played uh, he was on that show. He was a great character, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just there's, I mean, one of my favorite episodes is Pine Barrens. Oh, that's a lot of people's fun. And, you know, and, and that's him and uh, Christopher. And, they're, you know, it's just such a great episode. Yeah, that and Russian the guy, well, fuck that Russian. <laughs> <laughs> or here, here's another one of my favorite is when uh, he goes to the, uh, the medium and they're talking about, you know, all the ghosts. There's a lot of ghosts in their manage, and he's taking chance. Fuck you! Fuck you, ghosts! Fuck you guys! Oh, that's great! Yeah, yes! And the guy's like, Dude, there's a lot of ghosts in there really mad at you. Fuck you! Fuck you, you're a pussy! You don't hear you deserve oh, to die! So awesome. Remember that? He's like throwing <laughs> chairs at nothing. He's like, hey, calm down, friend. <laughs> great stuff, man. Or the time, you know, after Christopher's died, that, that cat keeps staring at yes. his picture. There's something. There could be a rat behind that picture. There's something wrong, Tone, I'm telling you. <laughs> You know, it's stuff like that that kind of showed it the human side of a mobster, I guess. Right. But, but yeah, he was great. And then Jimmy Kahn dying, so Sonny Corleone. Jimmy Kahn, yeah. Um, and, and they were both in a, a movie there, there, that had a lot of Soprano characters in it in Mickey Blue Eyes, if you ever seen Mickey Blue Eyes. No. With, uh, what's that English guy, Hugh... Grant. Is it Hugh Grant? Yeah. Hugh Grant. So he's in it, Jimmy Kahn's in it, Paulie Walnuts is in it, Big Pussy is in it. Oh, great. Um... Artie, uh, Artie's in it. He's like the the, the psycho in it. Uh, Polly from Rocky is in it. Well, when you say Artie, uh, Artie the, Bucco. The, oh, Artie really? Bucco's the in it. And he's like the the cra- yeah. he's the crazy guy. Oh, he's that's in great. Mickey Blois. So I think I've seen this. Yeah, you got to watch. It's, just, it's kind of more of a comedy, but it's right. you know a lot of those guys. But yeah, yeah, those guys are awesome. I mean, James Conn did a lot, right? So he was. Yeah, he did a lot. Of, he was diverse. He didn't just I mean, he, do monster he, movies. He did the Elf movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the program, which was he was mm-hmm. coach, right? Um, a movie way back when he was the thief, which was like back in the seventies. Um, Brian song, Brian, Brian Piccolo. Yeah, that was that well, was they, amazing. They showed a picture. Now, was of, that before or after? Uh, that Godfather? was after the Godfather. Okay. It was like right after the Godfather. Okay. Um, and, and what I didn't realize was he played college and football. I mean, he played football in college. He played for Michigan State. I'll get out of here. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? The Brian song might have been before, because I think that might have been 71. It might have been before The Godfather. Yeah. You um, know, you're a little kid watching this. and Yeah. Young guys aren't going to know what Brian song is. No, I, but I did, right? I mean, yeah. I, you're oh, right. Oh, my father just, would watch it. And, you, you know, the one the one movie that, that got all the men crying was yes, Brian's song. Brian song. I think, we, did we ever talk about that? Is song, uh, movies that got you to cry or something like that? And there's not there's too not many. There's not many. There's not really too not. many, but that one was, you know. Yeah. I remember watching uh, Platoon and walking out of that movie. I didn't cry, but I was like hollow. Like, I can't fucking believe what I just watched. Yeah, that was a tough one. I remember yeah. that. We were at Penn State when that came out, and they were interviewing all sorts of Vietnam vets, and it was even closer to the end of that war at that period. And it's like, whoa. I mean, you really kind of put things in perspective. Like, right. That was, wow. a good, that was a great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of many movies. You know, believe it or not, something for Joey. Which was the cheesiest? Oh, that, movie. well, that was one of those. They, they cranked it out right after the kid died, I think. They know? did, but you know, it was like I was a huge John Capaletti fan, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm this little kid, and I'm like, <laughs> I think he was and, Upper Darby, right? Yeah, yeah, he was like, uh, what was, I forget what school. 
But whoever played Paterno in that movie was perfect because he looked just fucking like him. The way he walked up, fucking with his hair, you know. That was um, wasn't it the guy who played uh, Columbo? Didn't he play Paterno? I don't think Peter Falk was in. I that think movie. it was Peter Falk. Really? I had to relook at that. I, I, I'm probably Gee, wrong. I mean, that's I'm, unusually I, that's wrong. a big actor to throw into yeah, that yeah, movie. Yeah, you're, you're right. Oh no, he was. He was. He would played. Uh, no, didn't he play Rudy? He was one of. He played. Uh, oh, the, uh, the coach who played Era Parsegian? Yeah, yeah. He was that's also the priest in The Exorcist. Yes, that's. You who think I'm it was him? Of. And that guy's from Scranton. Okay, that's that, who it, I was thinking. It might, of. it might have been that guy. That, I don't know that, why, but that's. I, who I, I, was I don't thinking. know that guy's name, but he, that dude's from Scranton. He was a priest in uh, The Exorcist. He was in. He was played Era Parsegian in Rudy. Right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, know who yeah. you're talking about. It might have been, but I remember watching, like, God, is, is that Paterno? Because it looked fucking like him. Yeah. So, hey, I'm headed up to Penn State this next week. Luke's got new student orientation, so Tony and I are driving up. Oh, during the week or something? Boys, yeah. So we got a... That's a nice koozie. That's a nice looking koozie. Yeah, man. So, um, hey, we got to take them up there. So I don't know. We got a... Airbnb or VRBO, one of those. Uh, we're staying. Just at. so you know, Jack, Norm has a Penn State koozie. Yeah, it says we are. Yeah, you know, deep down, I know Haran's really a Notre Dame fan. I think <sighs> the only reason he likes Michigan was that he went into a store and said, "Give me a hat that fits this gigantic fucking head." Seven and five. And the eights. only thing they had was a Michigan. Oh, here, oh, I like Michigan now. They painted a big M on a fucking trash can and threw it on his head. Seven and five eighths, he said. That's that's that. I, I think it's a little bigger than that. So if it's, if he's seven and five eighths, he's sorry that we're picking on your head. Because I'm Jack. seven and three eighths, so he's got to be like more like eight and a quarter. That is, it was first of all, if it's seven and five eighths, it was the largest size they had, and he's stretching the shit out of oh, that seven God, and that five Oh god, that fucking hat's going fucking take me off. I don't know why I always have headaches. <laughs> How about when he pulled out his South Carolina head? He goes, hey, what's your side? Oh, that was the greatest. Like, Mine's a medium. Mine's an extra large. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, good time. Fourth uh, of July. Good time last night. Hanging out with Andrew T., his wife, and then uh, Jeff Schilling, who also was over, over there on fourth. Uh, um, yeah, we had a good time with them and then made the mistake of going out. <laughs> yeah, so right. On the way home. Getting uh, that text and uh, telling Sue, yeah, I'm, uh, Tony and Colleen are picking me up. You, we were just, we're in for the night. It's 9.30. What are you doing? You're in for the night, Sue. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Have a nice night. And then being out till I got, dude, I have no idea what time I got home last oh, night. Oh, my God. You sent me a picture of call singing. She looked like she was really into it. She was. Okay. She was singing Pat Benatar, so. Oh, good. So, yeah. Uh, all right, so episode 110, the great happenings in the year-ending in 10. ten. Okay. So, well, we I go. promised that I had something for Jack and more or less Fred. So I do have one for them. So in 1810, uh, King Ludwig I of Germany is getting married. So he has this big fest and he's from Baravia and he invites the entire city of Munich to come. And it turns out to be the first Oktoberfest. I knew that's where you're going when you said... When everywhere you were staying, I'm like, it's where Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. So wow. it, was, it ends up becoming the very first, and he obviously gets married in October. Uh, don't ask me the girl he married, some princess, whatever. But uh, yeah, that was the first cool. Oktoberfest. Great. And Fred and Uncle Mickey were there. They were celebrating some victory in some war that Germany had won, I'm sure. So yeah, 
October. We got. I would. We should have Fred on in October. Oh my god! And call it the October Fest episode. The Could October? you imagine? And just have a bunch of German beers and let Fred pound. Oh, oh how much fun would that be? That dude? would be hilarious. Somebody's gonna have to pick Fred up and drive him home, Jack, and <laughs> Jack. Um, <laughs> or take him to back to your house. Gerhard, she's oh holy god, is she German? I don't know. I think she is. You know, Janet. I don't know if I can talk her into that, but yeah. No, you can't. But that would just be a mess. Did they uh, even know each other? Yes, they did. Oh, yes, really? I got a quick, very, very quick, funny Fred and Janet story. One time we we're in buckets, and I, that's how I found out that he liked her. I came in, he pulled me over, and of course, Fred and his is ultimate Mr. Moore. I got to talk to you for a second. And he'd always wrote me in a one shot, and he would try to get me to do more, and I knew better not to. So we do one shot, and there's Janet on the other side of the bar. He goes, he goes, I know you're friends with her. I know you know her. Can you just at least give me an introduction? I, and he told me how I really like her. I was like, all right. I was like, I'll go and talk to her. I said, you can watch me. And I walk around the bar, go to Janet, and I, you know, Fred's not a bad-looking guy. Big, strong, strapping, you know. Yeah. So I said, my, my buddy over there would love to meet you, Janet. She took, takes one look at Fred, turns back to me. She goes, no way, Jimmy. I know who that dude is. And that was it. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Then I waved to Fred. I said, ah, I tried. Wow. <laughs> she married Sykesy, right? Sykesy, yeah. They were dating in high school. Yeah, that's crazy. I remember Janet, man. She was just 100 miles an hour all the time. She was a wild child. I, I still tell a joke she told at our lunch table. She just... <laughs> She just comes, you know how Janet was, right? Yeah. And she would just like pop in. Hey, what's up, guys? She's like, want to hear this joke? I'm like, yeah, go ahead, Janet. So she's like, all right. So this guy, this doctor, has to go to this funny farm, and he has to check out these three patients. And so he goes into the first room, and the guy is just swinging his arm uh, yeah, right in front of his body. I'm going to be a tennis player. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to be a tennis player. And when I get out of here, I'm going to be John McEnroe at tennis. Sure, buddy. And he's like, okay, sure. So then he goes into the second room, and the guy is just swinging his arms in a golf club, a golfer-type motion. And he's like, hey, wh- how are you doing today? What are you doing? And he's like, when I get out of this place, I'm going to be Honor Palmer at golf. He goes, that's great. That's Keep fine. up the good work. Got Goes into the third room, and here's a guy, and he's just standing there with his penis in a can of peanuts. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? He goes, I'm fucking nuts. I ain't ever getting out of this place. (laughs) (laughs) That was Janet. That's Janet. Oh, my God. Yeah, Janet is crazy. And it was was a... You know, pleasure to be hanging out with her and I because she was, you know, like you said, there's tons of stories. Yeah. Always fun. All the time she'd come over to my house and my father loved her. And he's like, this girl, Jesus. And then Cece, of course, he'd be like, these two. Well, those just, two, oh my God. He'd be like, "Where did, and those two could drink a lot. And he'd be like, where the hell did you find these two? Christ, they drink as much as most of the guys here. I'm like, yep. And, and this is one of my favorite, like. I, you know, you're in the yearbook. Do you ever see that picture? It's Dougie, myself, CC, yeah, and Janet. Shipping, shipping department. We're yeah. shipping these guys out or something like that. They're right? getting rid of these people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like the shipping sign. And like, yeah, I have to, somebody's pulling one of their skirts, like something like that. Oh, that's there. Doug. Doug's doing yeah, that. Yeah, I think uh, Doug's yeah. pulling CC's skirt. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's, I mean, all the times they'd come over to my house, my dad's like, holy shit. I remember one time I was having a party and Janet's like trying to sneak in like a, a fifth of vodka or something like that. She's walking in like that, and he's like, "What you got there, Janet?" And he goes, "I got this for you." And he goes, "He goes, thanks for bringing that. Don't let my wife see it." <laughs> I just go right downstairs. That's awesome. Good time. So, all right, you got the first one. All right, in 2010, 
BCS National Championship. Alabama beats Texas 37-21. Yeah, I remember that Colt McCoy got hurt, right? Yeah. First quarter or something like that? Early on in the game, his yeah, shoulder right. separated his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go back to 1810. Uh, by our, the way, has Texas been irre- relevant at all no, since? No, not yeah. since then. That was Mac Brown. They had one, one with uh, Vince Young four years earlier than right. that. You know, they've had a lot of turnover for head coaches. they got this Sarkeesian guy now. They, you know, think he's going to be the guy. But, I mean, no, they mm. haven't really been. Uh, I'll go back to 1810. Uh, again, our boy Napoleon is gets his, a divorce from his first wife, Josephine. Did she live? Uh, she did. He didn't kill her. Oh, okay. Yeah. You love that Napoleon, dude. Well, I mean, he dominated to begin. Just like, an, I'll say another one for in the beginning of the uh, 20th century, and Napoleon to put, dominate the beginning of the 19th century. The, uh, or the other guy I'm going to mention dominate the beginning of the 20th century. Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> I know it. I know it because you, you do bring up Teddy, and yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Kobe Bryant becomes the youngest player to score 25,000 points in the yeah. NBA. He was 31 years old and 151 days. He beat Wilt Chamberlain by 35 days. Wow. Yeah, Kobe Cooper. He was a good ball player. Two Philadelphia connections there. Yep. Definitely. So. Definitely. And he was in winning time. They mentioned him. There's Cole, Kobe, you know, Jelly Bean Joe Bryant's little son, Kobe, right there. Yes. Um, I'm going to go. That again. was cool tie in, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll go to 1910. Uh, I just mentioned, you know, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt was the ex-president. He was the first ex-president or current president to ever fly in a plane in 1910. Hmm. Isn't that kind of cool? That is kind of cool. He jumped in, and it's not the planes weren't safe then. No. You know, if you flew for 20 minutes, that was a record. Right. And there he is, and he had to lay there on his stomach. And, you know, good for him. He had enough to see how fucking do it. No, I mean, the guy had balls. Yep. So that's what we need in office now, not this knucklehead. Oh my God! Oh, I, I'm not going there mm. yet. Uh, AFC Championship: The Colts beat the Jets 30 to 17. Is that the butt fumble one? Yep. Was, that, was that the butt fumble? Or he no? was their quarterback. Yeah, Sanchez was Two their back quarterback. To back years, right? Yeah. So, um, and then the Saints beat the Vikings in overtime, 31 28. And then in the Super Bowl, 44, the Saints upset the Colts, 31-17. There was a pick on, uh, yep. on uh, what's his name, uh, Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning. And they started the second half with the onside kick. Onside kick, yep. And yep. get that. I had uh, I was at the bar um, up in Upper Murrayan watching that game. And I never really uh, lay a lot of money on a Super Bowl, but I got um, Failer. You remember Failer, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy who owned that bar, um, Screwballs, it was called, in there. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, so we're, we're at Screwballs, and, you know, Tom has this huge uh, Super Bowl party. So, Failer and I are there, and Tom's like, I'm placing this bet. I'm, I'm betting on, you know, I'm betting on the Colts, Peyton Manning, blah, blah, blah. And the whole time there, going there, I was like, my Saints are going to win. I don't know why. I just thought the Saints were going to win, right? And um, so, they talked me into... Going, taking the Colts and giving the points. And I'm like, all right. So, dude, I'm, I'm in for a 1,000 with these guys. Oh! Uh-huh. And uh, and they're like, we shouldn't invite it. Like, Tom's getting pissed as the game goes on. He's like, you're a mush, Norm. You're a mush. Mush. Oh, Christ. <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> right. I'm like, dude. Mush. What the, like, Put him in a bathroom. Like, my one time a year where I don't gamble, right? But I would bet on the Super Bowl every year. Yeah, and that was yeah. the first time I went pretty big right yeah and um it was just insane and he's just 
And as the game went on, he just felt defeated. I couldn't even enjoy it. And he's just throwing shots at us the whole time because he owns a bar. And it's like Mm -hmm. he knows he's making a mint that day for the Super Bowl. I remember driving home on 422. I was so bombed, Jimmy. I had to cover one eye. Oh, boy. That's not good. Yeah. And I... And he was doing. There were like Red Bulls and vodka, oh, so you yeah. get the ed, you know, you get the, you energy. Get the energy, and you get. I know. I, I remember know. going home, laying on the bed, and the whole fucking room is just spinning, like whoosh, whoosh, oh like, God. and I couldn't get to sleep. That's like this sucks. So yeah, that was a Super Bowl to remember. Oh, really, yeah, Super Bowl to forget. That. Yeah, yeah, I remember that Super Bowl. So there you go. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll stay in sports, but I, I'm gonna do sports in 1910. Uh, Heavyweight Jack Johnson becomes the first African-American to be the heavyweight champion being, uh, beating Jim Jeffries. Kicks his ass, and then race riots break out. Really? Yeah. Where was the fight? I'm not sure where the fight was. New York, uh, Detroit? No. Had to be somewhere. I mean, I, I, did I, race I, riots break out outside the fight or oh, across everywhere. the country? Across the country. Jesus Christ. Across wow. country. You've come a long way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've come a long way. Not far. <laughs> not, not far enough. Yeah. Um, Duke beats Butler 61-59. Yeah, I remember the, uh, Butler had one last shot, and he hit the heel of the room and yeah. popped out. Yeah, Brad Stevens, he was a great coach. Kyle Singler was the high scorer in the game for Duke. Mm. 19 points. But. Wow, that's great. Yep. Uh, I'm going to stay in 1910. Uh, the first radio broadcast uh, was conducted that uh, that year. Uh, Wait, 1910? 1910. First radio broadcast. First radio broadcast. It was the Met. It was the opera. Okay. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't a show. Right, right, they right. They just made. It was the first. So they did the opera. Okay. In New York. Interesting. Metropolitan. Uh, Sam Bradford was the number one pick in the NFL draft. Oh, that guy made more money off of doing nothing For the than St. anybody Louis in Rams. the world. Yes, Sammy. My Steve's. God, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go again, 1910. Again, our boy Teddy Roosevelt delivers his, uh, it wasn't called this, but uh, it's known now as this, the man in the arena speech, if you've ever heard of that speech. Basically saying, you know, the critics can say this and that, but the man in the arena who's sweating and bleeding, putting his life on the line is the one that should be, you know, not criticized by all the critics, but praised whether win or lose. Huh. You know, and many presidents have quoted from that. And obviously Tom Brady has stolen that man in the arena and he's run from it. Right. Put it on HBO, but that was speech he delivered in Paris. It's kind of like the movie The Gladiator. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Fuck Caesar. Um, Phil, Phil Mickelson in 2010 wins his third Masters green jacket. Wow. Yeah. Good for Phil. Because he struggled to win for the yeah. longest oh, time. Yeah. And yeah, he started getting together there. Now he's on the live tour. Now he's on the live tour. No one likes him anymore. Yeah, whatever. He's, oh, ma- he's making poor, a shit ton of money. Guy. And those guys are having a lot of fun and they're still golfing. And they're still golfing. I mean, imagine making the millions they're making and just saying they're, they're flying on private jets. They're partying after every tournament. It's like... You know, sorry. I mean, why isn't the PGA doing something like that? Because you know, you're you're a fan, and I know other people who listen are fans. You want to go and see a specific guy, yeah. And if you know, hey, these four or five guys are going to be there, win, lose, or draw. Hey, I just want to see that. Yeah. You know, if if I know Tiger's going, not that he's involved in that, I would like to go see Tiger play. Right. You know, if Tiger and his son were playing, I definitely want to go see those guys play. Oh, hey, man, yeah. they look like they're fun and they're good. And that's what these guys are, you know, hey, we're going to pay this amount of money to guarantee these dudes are there. Yep. 
and people are going to show up, so they're going to get their money back. Yeah, people are saying this is just going to fail and blah, 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 and the human rights and Saudi Arabia, and it's Saudi Arabia's money, and I'm like... I mean, yeah, yeah we, we forgive everybody's human rights when money comes How out. did you drive to that last PGA Tour event you went to, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, yeah, right, you took, you took your car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, there's hypocrisy all over yeah, the place. Yeah, you know, it's, it's available. Take it. Yep. You know, yep. That's my, so my. It's hard to it's hard to blame these guys when they're throwing so much money at them. I don't blame them. You know. So, um, I'm gonna go with uh, in baseball. The Giants beat the Texas Rangers in the World Series. Yeah. And before so to that, get there. the Giants had beat the Phillies in the NLCS, and that's when I think uh, Ryan Howard uh, pulled his. Uh, Achilles. Achilles? Somebody kicked him. Somebody, kicked, somebody him. kicked him, Dave Schmeagle, and they kicked him so in the, the back. The Rangers beat the Yankees in six. That's good. And then the Giants took out the Phillies in six. Yep. And then they beat the Rangers in five games. And yeah, and the Giants went on a tear, winning three out of the next five years. Two cool things um, also that happened that year in baseball. Well, three, really. Okay. Um, but before the Phillies go on to play the Giants, they play the Cincinnati Reds. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Right. Holiday right. throws Roy a Holiday. no-hitter. No hit. Was it a no-hitter? Was it a perfect hit? It was a no-hitter. Now, okay. earlier in the season, Dallas Braden for the Oakland A's throws the 19th perfect game mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball history. Mm-hmm. And then a, a couple weeks later, uh, Memorial Day weekend, I still remember, and I still remember watching the final outs. Um, Roy Holiday throws the perfect game. The Phillies win the game one to nothing. Uh, amazing game. Was that when Chooch got it in front of the plate and threw it at first? Yes. Yes, okay, the last so out. I was down ashore watching that one. Yeah. I confused it with the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, see Memorial game. Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend. I remember that. We were all at Keenan's watching it. Like, yep. I mean, the whole bar was riveted to the TV. A fucking perfect you know, game, the, dude. The, the band, they told the band to say, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. We got, we got maybe a couple more outs here. And then when he, and then it, it was great that Chooch did it. Because he's a, the catcher, they had a close relationship. Yes. And he, he gunned the dude, and then he was the first dude to you know jump on. So that was the 20th perfect game yeah. in uh, Major League Baseball. It was very cool. I mean, I, I had played in a golf outing, a scramble that day, and um, the guys that I golfed with, and I actually won the long drive, and I still used the driver that I won that day. Nice. Um, 2010, you think about 12 years and then we went back to my house and we put the game on and watched the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, that's cool. And it was I, I so remember cool, that. And then I remember the um, the playoff game, and that was the first time there was perfect game or no hitter in a playoff game since '56 when Don Lawson did it. Correct. It was only the, the second time. Yeah. yeah. And didn't he pitch into extra innings that game? No, he did not. No, that okay. Was, no, that wasn't. But uh, yeah, that was the first time. And I remember them. They kept saying it, and kept saying it, and kept saying it. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, you're up. No, I just said the joke. Oh, you said the Philadelphia. Yeah, I just went on. Uh, I'll I'll go back to 1910 again. I'm living in the past here. Uh, And Congress passes some screwed up law. And it kind of goes back to me mentioning uh, Jack Johnson because they screwed him with this law. They passed the Mann Act. And the Mann Act is where it's illegal to uh, transport a female over state lines if you have intentions of doing immoral things, which all of us would have gotten arrested years ago because we know we're going down to Wildwood to do immoral things to our girlfriends. Um, 
But uh, he, after he won the uh, heavyweight championship, they didn't like that a black guy was a champ. So they tried to charge him with the Mann Act because he was taking his girlfriend, later his wife, over state lines. And then he went to Europe to evade them and he beat the shit out of everybody in Europe who was a champ. Then he came back and they said, hey, if you lose a championship on, on purpose, we'll waive that crime. Now, there's a lot of different guys and, and the, uh, the, the ambiguous words they use of, you know, you know, uh, you know, what are you going to do to a girl? They use that, specific, you know, selectively on guys. They use it against Chuck Berry to arrest him. Yes. Man act. So it's a bullshit act. But uh, I yeah. didn't see that movie though. Which one? Chuck Berry, or not? Not Chuck Berry. I'm thinking something else. But uh, there's, there, there was a movie with James Earl Jones. They called him. Uh, I forget what they called it, but it was basically about Jack yeah. Johnson. Interesting. Um, so. Yeah. So the Man Act was passed in 1910, which was some crazy ass act. Interesting. Uh, Calvin Burrell on Super Saver wins the 136 Kentucky Derby. That was Calvin Burrell's third Kentucky Derby in four years as a jockey. Now, if oh, you remember, wow. he's the one that the year before in 2009. Two different horses you had right. mentioned last week. Yeah, I remember so, you saying that. Heck of a jockey. Wow, that's great. That's great. Um, the movie you used to go to the OTB with... Uh, you know, Amy and Phil are big into the horses. Oh, God. Yeah, it sounds and, like Phil is doing a lot of betting. He's betting <laughs> on the Super Bowl and the OTB. Oh, my what, God. What is he, Kramer? Uh, he, they, they had their own little thing going on with that. They had they had an account, like, literally. Oh, you got an account. You, you're... But they had an account where they would do it at home, and then they'd say, yeah, let's go to the OTB, and they would go there. And But they knew all the jockeys. They knew different. Wow. Oh, yeah. They knew. Big, they were big time. We used to go to this one bar, this little shithole, while COVID was going on, when you were not supposed to go sitting at the bar. And we, of course, Biggs finds a shithole where you could smoke, you could sit and do all sorts of shit. And he met this guy who, like Farley Failer, he knew more about the jockeys than the horses. And he goes, that's the more important thing. You know, yes, right. you want a great stud of a horse. Yeah, if you got Secretariat, you could fucking put me on there and you're going to win. But, I mean, he said it's it's really the jockeys. And, and he goes, the jockeys get together and they all know each other. And they, they're yeah. like, hey, you win this week. You win next week. I'll win next yeah, week. Yeah, and they yeah. split it all up. And he knew. And I was like, what? He goes, he goes, listen to me. And then the next time I you'd see him, he goes, I'm going to tell you who's going to, you know, at least place. And the guy was right. Yep. Of course, That's he was amazing. sucking bigs into fucking betting. And the guy's like, how about you? I'm like, listen, dude, I don't know, barely. Yeah, it's no. an interesting story, but, you know, you ain't touching my money. Yeah. But, yeah, there's, everybody knows somebody, OTB. Oh, yeah. Uh, I will go with one that I, I, I really don't want to talk about, but I will. The championship in the NBA was won <laughs> by the Lakers. They beat the Celtics in seven. The only reason they beat the Celtics is because after game five, the Celtics had won were up three to two. And Kenrick Perkins, who is now on ESPN – was a great middleman, middle enforcer, and he blew out his knee after Game 5. The Lakers won Game 6 and 7, and they win a championship. But I will throw out much kudos to Kobe because he is the fucking man. Yeah. So they win a championship that year. Um, Chicago Blackhawks sweep the San Jose Sharks four games to none to win the West, and the Flyers take out the Canadians four games to one to win the East. Now, that was the year that they came back and beat the Bruins. Yeah, they were down 03. I remember 03. watching that seventh game. And then tied up the series 3 3, then went down 3 nothing in the final game, and then won. Yeah. And they made it all the way to the Stanley yeah, Cup, yeah. and then they lost in game six, 4 3 in overtime. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, Patrick, whatever, uh, for the Blackhawks. Kane? Patrick Kane, yeah. Kane, 88. He was, he, was, he was an American guy, right? Yes, he is an American. Yep. From Buffalo. He's from oh, Buffalo, yeah. yeah. Okay. And he scores the goal. 
And um, no one knows. Remember, they didn't even sell. He's like, I know it went in. And yes, because it yeah, went yeah, in yeah, and yeah. went out. Yes, yes, yeah, I do. And the game that. kept going on. Yeah, <laughs> and then they got to a stoppage, and then that's that was how another year that we were down the shore watching that game again. Oh, yeah. and, and you know, everybody. And, and again, it goes back to what I've said before. I'm not that big of a hockey guy, but when the Flyers are good and make yeah. that run, everybody is into it. We're again. I think we're at Keenan's again, and the whole bar was just riveted watching the Flyers. Because, and I, I really hope the Flyers turn it around and become good again. Yeah, it's I mean, just it, exciting. It's cool. They, they had the draft on ESPN the other night. The yeah, Flyers. they drafted a big guy. They did. They drafted high school a guy, flyer. Right? He's like 6'3", uh, 2-something, two 220. Yeah. And he's a 18 high school years old. dude. Yeah, big yeah. guy. And I'm like, holy shit, they got a flyer. That guy's gonna, that's good. And they you know? build around him, yeah. man. Well, you know, it's you I know, hope, these I guys, hope. you don't see them in the NHL for years, you know. Yeah, I think well, he's even playing he's college. He's 18 years old. So. Yeah. yeah, he didn't play in high school. He's right out of high school. So yeah, that's kind of so. cool. What else you got? Um, da, 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 da. What I, do I have anything else? Uh, I said that one, two, no, I, I, I think I'm good. What goes on in that fucking brain of yours? You're going through the fucking <laughs> list in your head? I'm going through the years. You know, Jesus Christ. Uh, I think there was in, in 2010, and I, and I don't like this. You know, I guess I'm just an old head. I'm an, a traditional guy. Olympics are supposed to be every four years. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, for TV purposes, they said, all right, these are going to be two years or something. And I Olympics. think there was the Winter Olympics in 2010. They were. They were in Vancouver. In Vancouver. It was in yeah. Canada. Yeah. Um, I don't like that shit. It's it's every four years. I remember growing up, and, and you look forward to it, like, wow, the Olympics. Yeah. You don't see this all the time. And they were at different times of the year, so it was really cool. So I do right. agree with you, right. but it was all about the TV contracts. All, t- all right, well, we're going to, you know, the Summer Olympics, which I really, really like because yeah. the U.S. did very well. But there's things in the Winter Olympics you watch, like hockey. Obviously, the, the girls skating because you got those little hotties jumping around. Oh my <laughs> they're 16, God! They're 16 and 14 years old oh, these days. Oh, well, like, you it's know. It's not I, like Katarina back in the day where we go. Oh, Katarina. And remember the Italian yeah. guy? I will Alberto, get Katarina. First, I got the gold. Alberto Tumba. What was his name? <laughs> Alberto Tumba. <laughs> and she blew him off. <laughs> I remember him First, saying I that. get the gold, yeah, then no, I get Katarina. Katarina. <laughs> <laughs> and that was awesome. It was That's like, good. yeah. But yeah, there was an Olympics in 2010. All right, also in 2010, we'll wrap this up. We've been on this topic for a while. John Wall was the first pick in the NBA draft by the Wizards. Out of Kentucky, John Wall. Yes. Uh, A-Rod hits his 600th home run. Means nothing. I know. But it's exactly three years to the day when he hit his 500th home run. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm, okay. Still cheater. I, uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I just kind of touch on that. Um, yeah. I saw this uh, reporter. They had him on the base of MLB Network. Terrence something. <clears throat> And he was a beat writer for the Braves, guys out of Atlanta. And he was he ends up being a very good friend of Hank Aaron. Wow. And they just had him on, I don't know, three or four days ago. And, they were talk- and he wrote a book about him and Hank, which was very, must be very, i got to read that book. Um, so, he, you know, they were asking him, you know, about Hank this and that. And he had mentioned what he was going through when he broke Babe Ruth's record. He goes, and he goes, listen, that went on and on. It didn't just stop there because Hank Aaron broke a lot of barriers. He became the first black executive, black this, black yeah, that. Yeah. And, you know, Hank Aaron at the time, you know, he pulled a lot of power. He pulled, you know, like him, Willie Mays, and a couple other black guys who were, he said, listen, Jackie Robinson has died. We've got to pick up the mantle. we got to pick it. And the other guys are like, listen, we're, we're not interested in that. And Hank said, well, then I guess it's on my own. 
So anyway, so he starts telling you know some of these stories, and then the guy asks him, he goes, you know, when he got his record broke by Barry Bonds, what was going through Hank Aaron's mind? He goes, listen, he respected Barry Bonds as a player, and he didn't care about the roids, and he didn't care his record was broken. He said, but the one thing he didn't do, and they, they, they kind of made an example, they were supposed to do a commercial together, which they did. He said he didn't like Barry Bonds as a person. He said mm. he did not like him. So he did this commercial. He goes, I'll do a commercial. And Hank Aaron's a super nice guy. Yeah, and that's yeah. what the guy said. He would stop and give anybody an autograph. Yep. He didn't like Barry because Barry didn't do that. He was a jerk to everybody, not just the writers, but fans. Yeah, he didn't do autographs. He, didn't, right? he was a he was a jerk. And yeah. then he goes, they were supposed to do this commercial together. And Hank said, I'll do it under one condition, that I don't have to be in the same room as him. Whoa. That's Hank Aaron. And everybody who ever said anything about Hank Aaron said he's the greatest guy in the world. Yeah. And for him to say that about somebody, Damn. Barry Bonds must be a total dick. He and he goes, be. he would not want to be in the same room as him. He goes, when he broke his record, he goes, that's why he did that video. He goes, hey, congratulations. Respect you as a player, but didn't like him as a person. Wow. Wow. That is a wow. I, I saw that. I'm like, whoa. Barry must really be a dick. Uh, Auburn beats Alabama 28-27 in the Iron Ball, and Cam Newton wins the Heisman that year, late in 2010. Is that the year the dude poisoned the trees down in Auburn? I don't think so. Um, Scam Newton or whatever he was calling. Yeah, maybe. I, there was he on went the, to jail for that. He did. That was on the Feinbaum show. Yeah. yeah. He, he admitted it on Paul Feinbaum's show. What a time. So yeah. I went down there poison. I'm like, what is that? Is that legal? Uh, Obamacare passed in Congress. Oh. In 2010. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This uh, the BP Deepwater Horizon oil spill. Remember that thing blew yeah. up? They had the yeah. movie, Mark Wahlberg. That was a really good. I mean, yeah. it's a pretty good movie. You've really learned what was going on behind. Okay. Um, Spain wins the World Cup in soccer in South Africa, which was, I love the World Cup. It's mm-hmm. this year. Um, yeah, they're going to have some uh, part, what is it, 2026? They're going to have some in, in Philly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's in Qatar this year. But the thing was, it was I, I watched the World Cup every year it's on. It's, it's amazing. But in 2010, when it was in South Africa, the fans had these things. They were like vavuzas or something. They were just blowing these horns the entire game, whoever played. Mm-hmm. It was like... And it was like such an annoying fucking sound that was coming through your TV. It sounded like a bunch of flying hornets were like around oh, nonstop. Right. So it was very annoying to watch. But anyway, uh, Spain won. That Spain team was amazing. They... To watch because they would win the games one nothing, two nothing, whatever. Um, they weren't a flashy team, but they were such a team where they would literally it was like a magnet the way they kicked the ball back and forth, and they just controlled possession. You nice. could not get the ball away from Spain. It was yeah, amazing yeah. to watch. Okay. Uh, very organized team. And then the iPad was released in 2010. I waited in line to get the very first iPad, first gen iPad. Oh, okay, cool. And um, I got it the day, release day, because I couldn't wait to get this. And everybody's like, what are you doing? It's just nothing but a giant iPod. And I'm like, no, this thing's going to be different. And it has been. Uh, it really did. It was a technology change sure. at the time. That's and cool. um, Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Over the last few episodes, we've both kind of mentioned either iPhones or iPads. And, right. You know, like you said, it's a game changer. And, and that, that was only 10 years ago. Right. You know? So... Um, Phillies won last night. That was a fun game to watch. Uh, Alex Bohm gets both the home runs. Cool. They win two nothing, or it was yeah, it was two nothing, and beat Alex Wainwright, good pitcher. So yeah. the game was delayed. Yeah. There was a little bit of rain out there, and 
in St. Louis, but um, that's a big series because where they they're they're both in striking so distance of uh, the wild card. Thing. We're ahead of them right now for the wild card. Good. So we're in the we're in the wild card right now. I mean, a long yeah, way to go yeah, in the yeah. season. But the cool thing is they're they're staying competitive without Bryce right now, and every week that goes by is a week closer to possibly getting him back. Um, now they just brought up a rookie who's been hot, right? That Dark Hall, yeah. yeah. So you know what position he plays? Let me guess. Either first base or right field. First base. First base. We got a million first basemen and a million DHs. Yeah, right? but he's a better fielder than uh, the piece of crap that's there right now. Now be careful before you trade that guy because they've done that before, where somebody's hot, they trade him, and then that guy goes into fucking. But they're not going to trade Derek Hall. No. Not Derek Hall. The other guy. Really. Hoskins. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. He's a fucking head case. Um, I'm hot and cold with Reese. It just he's such a liability at first base. You just can't have that. Yeah. So, um, but this this whole dude, it's got some pop on his bat, man. It's nice. Left-handed hitter. Good. How old is he? Uh, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know okay. how, how old he is, okay. but um, that's. I mean, they won the series against the Nats. I thought that was great, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a back and forth that whole series. Yeah, I saw that last game where you and Jack were talking about this is why I don't want him being the leadoff for Schwarber being the leadoff. And you're right. Two home now, runs that game. You want the guy the who can knock two. the people in. <laughs> I mean, for me, a leadoff hitter, and I said it before, is a Mookie Betts or a Ricky Henderson. Somebody yep. who can set the table. But if they happen to hit a homer and those guys, the type of guys yep. who can, so be it. Right. But I mean, Jimmy Rollins somebody. would pop a home run every single time. Yeah. And I used to have a complaint about Jimmy Rollins that – because he could hit home runs, he was swinging for the fences. Yes, me too. And and I always used to say about Jimmy Rollins, the worst thing that would, could happen is if he did hit a homer, because his next ten at bats, he'd be swinging for the fences. Yep, and it's popping like, out. All right, you hit one. Now you know, as Larry Bowie used to say to dudes, hey, there's nothing wrong with buttoning, getting the hell on it, because he was fast enough to do it. Right. But you know? Larry Bell, come on. Larry Bell oh, Larry and Jimmy Rollins shouldn't even be in the same sentence. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying as Jimmy players. Jimmy Rollins is so much better. Oh, I'm not than... saying as players, but Larry Bell as a coach had good advice about, hey, man, don't yeah. put, you know, and and, and uh, Whitey uh, used to always say that too. Hey, man, why don't you bunt more? Yeah. And now he was a guy who was quick and would bunt for right. his. Hey, if you're fast great enough, center why not fielder. do it? Yeah. Why not? Do, if I, you know, if you're that fast, especially if you're a lefty. Man, drop that fucker down and get up that line. The fucking Adubel sucks. I mean, what a fucking liability. The guy swings at shit in the I, dark. I was listening to... No, I said, like I even said to you and Jack on that text, yeah. I was like, look, that was not a routine fly he, ball. No, it wasn't. He misplayed it. I, I they, they were replaying the uh, call the night before an IP the, the, the next day. He turned day. the wrong way. And Crook's like, did he go after that the wrong way? He did. And, you know, as a center fielder, you're usually the best fielder in the, in the outfield. You should know that. Well, you do, and the thing is... Or if it's a tough catch, it's a tough catch. It was a tough catch. So the the ball was directly at him over Mm -hmm. his head. Yeah. I played center field. I'm telling you, that's tough. tough. You do that, and then you got the fence coming at you. Right. Not everybody's Ken Griffey Jr. But, you know, they always teach you, especially if you're playing where there's a fence, get as far back as you can and come in. He got back. He did that, but he turned the wrong way. The ball, he's turning left as the ball's landing right, and then... You know, yeah. so it was a bad time for that, and then they end up getting. The, and I, it sucked for Nola. He was pitching such a great game, yeah, yeah. but that, for what it's worth, that ball was two feet away from being a three-run homer anyway. Hmm. So we got lucky. It could have been four to two instead. It was just three yeah. to two. So we yeah. still had a chance, and they just come up small. They just the the thing is, these the Phillies are winning the close games right now, uh, most of the time, and they still you got one or two guys that are getting hot. When the entire lineup gets hot, 
and without Bryce Harper right now, still getting the W's mm-hmm. is is huge. So if you can yeah. continue to win series, this is a big, big series game, yeah. playing the cards. So, um, so that's it on the fills. I had. Uh, did you see that obituary this week? No. The the guy had. Um, let me see if I can find it. So this guy's father passed away, right? And so he wrote an obituary in the paper, and it went viral. So I'm going to read you. So Lawrence H. Pfaff Sr. was born in Belmont, New York on April 6, 1941. He passed away on June 27th, living a long life, much longer than he deserved. (laughs) His son wrote this? Yeah. He is survived by his three children. No, four. Oops. Five children. Well, as of 2022, we believe there is one more that we we know about. But there could be more. His love was abundant when it came to himself. But for his children, it was limited. From a young age, he was a ladies' man. And an abusive alcoholic solidifying his commitment to both with path of destruction he left behind. Damaging his adult children and leaving them broken. Lawrence Sr.'s hobbies included abusing his first wife and children... He loved to start projects, but never followed through with any of them. He enjoyed the life of a barfly for many years and a quaint little living space studio above his favorite hole in the wall, the Club Nashville. Lawrence Sr. did spend over 20 years in the NYPD, blue, NYPD, <laughs> I said blue. NYPD um, blue, yeah. yeah. Good but job. even his time in service was negligent at best because of his alcoholic addiction his commanding officer took away his gun and badge, replacing them with a broom until he could get his act together. <laughs> oh, my God. Lawrence Sr. did claim to be clean and sober for over 30 years, but never worked any of the 12 steps, including eight and nine steps with his children making amends. He possesses no redeeming qualities for his children, including the ones he knew and the ones he knew about. Wow. It will be challenging to miss Lawrence Sr. because of his narcissist, because he was narcissistic. Is incapable of love. Lawrence Sr. passing proves that evil does eventually die, and it marks a time of healing, which will allow his children to get closure they deserve. Lawrence Sr. can be remembered for being a father to many and a dad to none. (laughs) So that was posted in the paper, and then whoever, Gannett, owns that paper, and they had to, like, write this apology, like, this got past us. You know? (laughs) Past you? Yeah. Well, what I mean, the hell? Hey, I mean, the guy you pay the you money pay for you pay for the, for obituary, the obituary, you know? Right. What are you supposed to do for uh, what you, you, for that? You either say no, we can't publish that. You can't say hey, change it. Mm-hmm. The guy may say fuck you. Then I'm putting nothing in. All right, they're right. putting nothing. So then there was on the Fourth of July the shooting down there at the festival. Parkway, yeah, yeah. And then um, there was a cop who had a bullet graze his head, and it and it stayed in his cap. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. That's amazing. So and the guy lived. He's fine. Both of them are out of the hospital already. Yeah. Both two cops were shot that yeah. time. Yeah. And so, you know, Kenny had to get on there. You got this Krasner. He's another horrible DA, right? And, and like, in the 4th of July parade, didn't skip back. Shapiro was there. And I'm double-thumbing it down to this guy, right? And he's walking right towards the fence where we are. And I'm like, boo! <laughs> and Sue's like, would you stop it? She's, like, grabbing my arms. And I'm like, no. This is my American right. I'm fucking in this guy's face. <laughs> they had a freaking Trump thing that came down there. Like a whole Trump 2024 thing that came down. And um, Everybody's cheering. it was up there. You know, it's like going crazy. And so you're reading the paper the next day. The ovations for Shapiro were amazing. 
And then it was great to be able to boo the the Trump float that came down. I'm like, what? <laughs> Go back to the girl we watched before we started, right? This yeah. is the upside down world. But so Shapiro is, you know, the state attorney general, and mm-hmm. the state is a fucking mess when it comes to crime right now. What is he doing? The Krasner city is Philly. Even worse. Yeah. And then and the uh, the Philly mayor uh, who's a uh, uh, duck says, "I can't wait to get out of office." I couldn't believe that. He's couldn't a, believe it. He's a he's a coward. So he, I can't believe he got a second fucking term. He should just resign. They like, want him to resign. He's well, got like he's got another. He's see, got to the end of twenty twenty three. And the, you know the the council, Philadelphia City Council, was like, "Hey, Mr. Mayor, if this is the way you really feel, then leave, leave now. now." Yeah, you know oh, he sucks. He, he does suck. Blows. Him and Wolf both suck. I see. Here's my thing. I would never vote for Wolf, but Wolf. My thing with Wolf is he hasn't. He never. He knew what was good for Pennsylvania in the fact that he never cut down the shale fracking and the natural gas, which has created jobs. You know, I know a lot of these jobs are coming from out of state, but it's a lot of money into this state. So he could have easily cut that off like fucking Cuomo did up in New York. He cut that shit off. They are so much money up in New York, and he cut that shit off. Uh, Wolf did not. So for that, you know, and he... That big cracker plant that they built out in uh, Western PA, that's a lot of money and a lot of jobs for this state. So Wolf never shut that shit down. For that, I, you know, I'm not a fan of the guy, um, but I can just say his policies aren't killing us compared to, you know, uh, Slick Willie when he was fucking uh, Whatever the hell his name is. Oh, uh, oh, Eddie. Eddie Rendell. Like, I mean, <laughs> Eddie. When he was freaking, the first thing he did was raise taxes on gas. I was yeah, like, dude. Yeah, yeah. Fast um, Eddie. I <laughs> didn't like him when I caught him at. No, fast Eddie, how are you? What? Uh, so Boris Johnson resigned. I just, I woke oh, up. Oh, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. So I guess he. That guy always looked like he just rolled out of bed. I mean, come on, dude. There's a fucking comb. A get mess. a fucking haircut. Well, I mean, it, you know, the British are known for bad teeth, but what the hell? Bad haircut and bad teeth. <laughs> this guy is a Fucking mess, man. And yeah, he made, you know, it was good when he, he'd get in the paper because they'd talk about him for a week rather than Trump. It's like, that guy was a mess. Last year, I went to that Eagles game that was on a Tuesday night. Remember, they had to play the mm-hmm. Red, Redskins mm-hmm. on that makeup game. Yes, the Redskins, even though they were whatever, the football team. What are they, the commanders? Commander, the commies, yeah. So, um, But there were these two guys from England at the tailgate party. And so I'm talking to them, and they're like, you know, this fucking guy... Um, you know, they were talking about Biden, and they were like, and our fucking prime minister sucks. And I'm like, oh, I thought Johnson, you know, I thought he was okay. You know, I was like, you know, he got you guys through the whole Brexit thing and everything like that. He goes, fuck him, you know, and these two guys, these two British guys, off. they were going on, and I was like, wow. I mean, so apparently he wasn't liked in the country he at all. Resigned, yeah. yeah. So he had to resign in disgrace. I mean, but he's going to stay there for, they say, until the elections in November or something. Oh, so his term was up in November. Yeah, so they're not appointing somebody. He's going to stay on and see oh, it through. so he should have just said, hey, I'm not going to run again. I don't know. I mean, that's what I was hearing, that he's going to stay through the transition. I think they're, you know, that's what they want to happen. I, I really don't know. He probably resigned so they would leave him alone. He doesn't have to come out and speak. But he, like, tied himself to, uh, you know, he was covering up some shit for a guy that... Um, you know, was involved in some bad stuff. And so he got caught up in that, and that was it. He had to resign the next day when they outed him on all that shit. So, yeah. and then Their uh, their media is rougher than ours. So that was like, 
I think that was Thursday. Then you wake up Friday morning and you see the, the video footage of this former Japanese prime minister. Oh, he got assassinated. Shin, yeah. Shinzo Abe, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. who was fucking awesome. That guy was a great prime minister when he was prime minister. His dad was prime minister when Reagan was in office. So they were, you know, he was very good for the country of Japan. And, mm-hmm. and you know, through that, you know, his father being prime minister, and I think his grandfather was prime minister, they always had nice ties with the U.S., which is great, so right? A nice lineage of family it of, is. of leadership. Yes, exactly. And I thought this guy was a good leader, you know. Uh, and him and Trump were kind of tight. They used to golf and stuff together. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah. So he was a good leader, and um, it sucks. It was a homemade gun. It looked like a printer cartridge. The guy made, like, a homemade the gun. 3D where you can print the fucking gun or whatever? I don't know. It actually looked like a printer cartridge. So he shot the first shot out of this thing and you just see like like black smoke go out did he shoot him like two or three times he shot him twice the second one is what got him did they he was still they, up does he his, still have like secret service like our guys like you they did they were on him right after it you know uh, so even though he's you know former prime minister they yeah they, had they still like they well got, our former presidents they still protect him for the rest of their life yeah right exactly you know? and their families too and they should yeah they should i agree so, um, I don't know if you got to watch last Sunday night, I guess it was, the USFL championship game? I didn't. So did oh, you won? didn't? No. I, I, you guys were talking. That's I couldn't find great, it. great, dude. Did they win? They lost. Ah, I saw you say. Six, eight minutes left. Somewhere around. Yeah, so. Fuck. I think we need to hit the table there. I just went. Oh, God. Sorry. No, no, no. It's all right. Let me see. What can I do? Shut down. Fuck, I don't even know when it. Don't use. Don't use. Okay, we're good. Bag on? Nope. Yeah, so the stars. I don't know what the hell happened there. That was really weird. It just froze up on me. Um. Yeah, so they they take the lead um, with a few minutes left in the game. And now the other team, the uh, Birmingham Stallions, their quarterback goes out, right? Mm-hmm. He gets hurt. And um, the backup guy comes in. The guy had, like, could move and stuff like that. So the Stars end up taking the lead, like I said, at six, eight minutes left in the game. Then um, the Stallions come back and um, t- retake the lead. And then... The backup quarterback for the Stars is in because their quarterback and he throws a horrible pick, and then you know you're thinking the game's over or whatever. The Stars go all the way back down and score, make it 33 to 30. This was the strangest thing. The Stallions get the ball back after the kickoff, or they try to onside kick, whatever. They go down, they get the ball down around the uh, 25 yard line. They could kick a field goal, you know, whatever. And the guy decides to punt. Or go for a fourth down. Do whatever. He decides to punt. They punt. punt. Uh, they're, they're on the other team's 30? Yeah. And they net, like, nothing. So the well, Stars I get mean, the ball back. At the, at the 30, you're going to put into the end zone. It's the strangest thing ever. I mean, you sh- if you're not going to kick the field goal, go for it and eat up some time. Something. Yeah, you kick a field goal because then they have to do then the touchdown. Then they got to score a touchdown. Right. So he punts the ball. They net, like, five yards. Not even five yards. Stars get the ball back two plays. He throws another pick game over. Uh. But... 
Uh, it was it was they a pretty cool game. Chuck Fusina in. It was a lot of Damn action. It. A lot of action. Really good game. That's cool. That's so, cool. Yeah, US was so there any uh, players on either teams that you recognize from college? No. No? No, not really. Um, there was a running back from Notre Dame who was pretty good on the Birmingham. No, on the Stars. He was pretty good. Um, you know, there was a – no, really not. But no? I'll tell you, there's a couple of players on there that you go, I could see them playing in the pros. Well, I mean, I think that I think that's why they should have it because there's going to be guys who yeah. fall under the radar – and now the uh, NFL looks at it like, like you said, hey, this guy could be on our kickoff team, or maybe he could be a backup or a nickelback or something. Right. You know, whether he's you know from Michigan and he's buckethead Haran and say, hey, you know, we could use this guy. All right, you ready for the IQ question this week? Yeah, let's go for it. If you divide 30 by half mm-hmm. and add 10, what do you get? 25. Let me read it to you again. You take 30, right? If you divide 30 by half and add 10, what do you get? Divide 30 by half. Oh, divide 30 by half. Then add 10. 12. What is it then? 70. 70? Yeah, if you divide 30 30 by half, 0.5, it's 60, and then you add 10. Oh. Okay, I'm thinking half, like yeah, half yeah. is 15, that's 2. You know I'm not going to give you an easy one okay. for that 25. Yeah, that's that's simple math. Next week is uh, <laughs> episode 11, and we'll have the master on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. are we doing that one? Well, it's the day. It's going to be the day after the 3rd oh, of July party. Be, so. oof, that's going to be cobweb heaven there. Yeah, so we'll figure something out. You probably have some. You may have leftover beers. We'll see. Oh, I'll have leftover. Jesus, do you kid me? I uh, everybody brings China. beer here, so. Oh, God, I'll um, have tons of beer. Don't worry about that. Tons right, of food, too. Let's go. Would you rather... All right. All right. Uh, would you rather... Would yep. you rather be the absolute best at something no mm-hmm. one takes seriously? Oh, yeah. I think he asked this. Oh, uh, did I? Or be, ahead, no, that's fine. Or be well above average, but not anywhere near the best at something well-respected. See, I don't think I asked that one. I asked a similar... Uh, so, would I rather be the best at something no one gives a shit about, or would I rather be pretty good at something everybody respects? I think I'd rather be pretty good at something everybody respects and try to get better at that. Yeah, me too. Uh, would you rather it be impossible for you to be woken up for 11 straight hours every day? So, every day, you fall asleep for 11 hours and you can't be woken up, or... Um, oh, but you wake up feeling amazing, right? So okay, you so sleep I for 11 hours. I sleep 11 hours. It sounds like my brother. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> or John, He don't listen to this, but Johnny, yeah, that's him. That's Johnny. You can be woken up normally, but you never feel totally rested. Oh, I, no, 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 no. I've got to feel rested. You yeah. know, I mean, I can't sleep. Uh, what is it, 11 hours? Yeah. I, I can't do that anymore. I don't even know how you do that. You, uh, you know, I'm not a kid anymore. 13 useful hours in a day. Yeah, well, you know, as my grandmother used to say to us when she'd go on vacation, you guys sleep the best day to, the day away. But we were teenagers drinking, and we <laughs> sleep for 12 hours. My Somehow my brother, who's older than us, uh, still does that. But to, like today, uh, I stayed up late watching some stupid... I was watching Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> and, and I still got up at like 7.30. Right. And I was like, and I felt fine. And I got up and started working out. I feel terrific. Yeah. You know, no, no. I, I'd rather feel good when I wake up. Yeah, so know? I don't know what time I was out till last night. 
I'm going to say well after midnight, but um, I got. I know I was after midnight because it was like my steps were already counting on the next day. So I was like, all right, I must have been. Um, but I, <laughs> I, I still got up at six, you know, like ten oh yeah, six. Yeah, I'm like an early right. So, but then was late. Friday, I'm like that. It's kind of late for me. And then yeah. you know, I still went walked the dog, which that's a whole nother fucking story. I took my dog for a walk this morning, right? And there's this puppy. This guy's been walking his puppy in the neighborhood. So the two of them play together on leashes, but they get tangled up in their leashes, right? Mm. So he sees me coming around the corner, and he unhooks his puppy. Oh. And just Why? lets it come running, and then the dog comes running, running down the. It was kind of cool. He comes running down the sidewalk, and you know I'm like, hey, and the dog just goes right into my dog Gibby, right? So he's still walking towards me, the guy, and the dogs are like wrestling, whatever. Well, the the dog somehow clips my dog's leash, and it comes flying back to me, and so now my dog's off his leash, right? Mm-hmm. So. They're like, you know, the wrestle. My dog pins the dog down because it's a puppy, you know, and the dog just keeps, this puppy's got energy for days. My dog's like, all right, just get this fucking dog off me. It was fun well, to say dog hi. Has a, that dog has a lot of energy. Your dog. Yeah, he does. What so, type of uh, uh, dog was uh, the puppy? He's a lab. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Chocolate. Great, great dog. Uh, dude, great, great dog. Dogs. This dog is amazing. So, he, my dog gets up and just sprints and just takes off, like in this one backyard. And there's like fences and shit. And I'm like, and the puppy follows him. And I'm like, oh, shit. Because it's like four houses. Then it's the main yeah, mill road. Awesome. And I'm like, fuck. So I can't find the dog. They're like gone. I'm calling my dog. He's not coming. And now the guy's freaked out. He's like, you know, Mike, he's like, oh, shit. He's like, my puppy usually comes back to me. And he's like, she's never well, done this before. He's a knucklehead who unhooked him. Right. So I'm like. My dog usually comes when I call him, but he's spazzing out now because it's like he's got the zoomies. So he's running. So anyway, I can't find him. And I'm talking. This goes for like four or five minutes. I can't see my dog. Now this lady comes out of her house. She's like, get those dogs out of our backyard. I got baby bunnies out there. Already one of the neighbor dogs ate one of the bunnies. And I'm like, oh, Is it a pet? Pets or baby bunnies? No, it's They're fucking wild. Shot, exactly, no. right? So, I, you know, I got bunnies too. I'd say eat the fuck out of those <laughs> motherfuckers. So I'm like, oh shit, right? Um, and then, like the last house, it's like a cul-de-sac, and the last house, all of a sudden I see my dog Gibby come running out, and the puppy's like following him, and he's sprinting still, and the puppy's like right behind him. So the Mike's like, there they are. So, you know, Mike goes down there and just grabs his dog. Meanwhile, my dog's still fucking going. And I'm like, shit, you couldn't have got mine too who came up to you? Yeah. But I get it. It's yeah, a puppy, right? Yeah, yeah. So then uh, somebody must have been in the one garage because I see my dog just like wag his tail and run up towards the people's garage. And I'm like, all right, I got him now. So yeah. I walked down to their driveway and he came right to me. That's cool. But I was freaking out like, oh, Sue is going to fuck it. But I didn't unhook him. He just, yeah. boom, and he was gone. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, one more would you rather. Okay. Would you rather be lost in the woods of a mountain for a year? Uh, okay. Or stranded on a tropical island for a stranded year? Stranded on a tropical island. Fucking I fucking hate easy. the mountains. I fucking hate the mountains. That's oh, an easy know. question. I, you know, they, they, people say there's two types of people, mountain people or beach people. I'm a beach person. Right. Get me on a beach, man. Yeah. You know, camping's okay. My, my, my type of camping is uh, sleeping on the floor of a hotel. Uh, mine too. Yeah, I mean, which, shit. you know, when we go up to Penn State that first time, I got that Airbnb, um, and it's kind of on a farm, but it's like a studio. Yeah, but it's got a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, We're it's, not in the fucking tent. 
I, did I show you pictures of the place? It's like no. I mean, it looks pretty nice. It's fine, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I did a, a Penn State game one time, and we did a we, we went to the campgrounds, and we had fun. You know, we were by the fire, we was drinking, but when it's sleeping time, we're now we're on a fucking ground. I was like, I was miserable. Yeah, I'm not. It just made it just made it took away from the weekend. I mean, sitting by the fire drinking and then going to the game that was fun, but then it's like what. Then you gotta unwrap it, wrap it. What the fuck? Yeah. All right. Um, so that's it for Would You Rather. Do you want to do a Florida Man? I guess we got do time. Do it a Florida I mean, we're, Man. We're about an hour and ten. Yeah, do it, do it. And then we'll go on to our Mount Rushmore this week. Oh, I got some dad jokes, too. Oh, do them. Do them all. all right, if let's you do got it. more, you know, Would You Rather, do another Would You Rather. I don't. I only took a no, three okay. this week. So, all right. Um, Florida Man, a cop. Florida cop is charged with DUI in his patrol car. Uh-oh. He had three tall boys before his shift. The nice. Florida police officer was caught driving drunk with an open beer in his patrol car on July 4th. Officer Oscar Mayorga with Opaca Police Department was stopped by officers in Eustis, Florida, on his way to work. Witnesses reported his reckless driving to Eustis Police, according to multiple media outlets, Body cam footage from the Eustis Police Department showed the cops conducting a traffic stop on 25-year-old Mayorga in his police uniform and a marked cruiser. Upon pulling him over, one of the officers observed an open beer can in the center cup holder of Mayorga's car. With slurred speech and wobbly balance, Mayorga said he was heading to work and initially denied drinking that day, claiming that he was prone to seizures and had taken Benadryl earlier. After a cop pointed out the open beer, Mayorga replied, Ah, that's maybe three days old. <laughs> and the cop said, Okay, well, I smell alcohol from your breath. Mayorga refused, to tra- and Mayorga refused to take a breathalyzer, was transported to a hospital, and eventually admitted to drinking the three tall boys of alcohol before his shift. A breathalyzer showed his blood alcohol level was, get this, Jimmy, 0.391. Oh, he had more than three tall boys. That's like... Five times over the legal limit yeah. because it's .08. So .391 is five times over the legal limit of four, Florida. Yeah, nearly four times the amount. Yeah. What well, would be five? Because five, oh, five times. times. Yeah, four times is uh, 3.0. Yeah, yeah, and he's .39. That's fucking crazy. And he was going to work. And he was going to work. After Eustace was arrested. Um, is he suspended? Kicked driving under the force? Fluis. Members of the recovered the patrol car and equipment. Mayorga, who served the department's Uniform Patrol Division for five years, was placed on administrative leave. So, wow. wow, wow. So there's a good Florida man. That is that's an interesting else. Florida man. Florida man, yeah. All right, dad jokes. Dad jokes. Here we go. How do you embarrass an archaeologist? I don't know. Give him a used tampon and ask him which period it came from. Oh Jesus! <laughs> you didn't like that one. <laughs> All right. How does a woman scare a gynecologist? Yeah. By becoming a ventriloquist. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> ha! Oh, boy. All right. That joke's a little lame this week. All but right. I gave it my best there, pal. All right. All right. All right. Um, so we're on to the Mount Rushmore. Okay. Week. So Mount Rushmore this week are actors in gangsters, you know, that played Actors who moves. played good... Uh, gangster character. So pretty much the the, the character Rushmore of you know guys who play mobsters all the time. Right. Okay. So all you right. go first. I'll go first. I you got to start off with De Niro. You know he's in fucking Goodfellas. He's in Casino. Well, he's character. 
right? I mean, well, I mean, he heat. played different characters. No, that was Pacino was in Heat, right? Both of them were in Heat. Yeah, yeah, both of them were in Heat. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, if you if you want to go by actors who play great characters, I mean, he, you know, I'll pick any one of them. He did. He did Vito Corleone in Godfather Two. Yeah. He was in Casino as uh, you know the guy who ran the casino. He was in Goodfellas as Jimmy the Gent. Right. You know, he was in Analyze This. You know, pick one. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's always a mobster. He was in Mean Streets, which I think sucked as a movie, but he was in that too. Um, but, I mean, pick one of those characters. If, you, if I had to pick one character that he played that was a great one, I would go uh, Goodfellas. Uh, it's Jimmy yeah. the Gent Burke. Jimmy, Jimmy. You know, Jimmy, Jimmy, Burke. Jimmy, Jimmy. The Irishman. The Irishman. He was half Irish, half Italian. He yep. could become a made man. Yep. So, I'll, you know, if we're going to do just a guy who played a character... That that's one for me. No, that's that's good. That's a good one. Um, he could. I liked how you gave him multiple roles. Um, I'm not going to go Henry or uh, heavy hitter first. Um, I'll take Al Pacino as Scarface, Tony Montana. Tony Montana. Okay. Um, you know, it's a good character. You could go. I could go a lot of Al Pacinos. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like that that him, character. Yeah. And how he built himself up. You know, coming in here from Cuba. Yeah, he worked. Yeah. He was the hard worker, mm-hmm. and they, he gave him the grunt work. Yeah. And then he kept looking at opportunity, and he just kept going bigger and bigger. And he finally crossed the one guy that kept saying, "Don't cross me, don't Tony. cross me, don't <laughs> cross me, don't cross me." Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, I will go with. Jesus. Yeah, a plethora, or you know, or limited because there's a lot of the guys who play the same characters constantly over and over and over and over and over again uh i will go with james Kahn. there you go um oh god i mean you know he played sonny Corleone, which was such a great character it was a great character such he was a hot not the best in the movie though no he wasn't the best in the movie i mean you know there was other guys who weren't even the strong like you go with robert duvall as uh tom hagan and Robert Duvall uh, is a great actor. Yep, yep. Um, and he was such a strong character in that. Um, but I'll go with uh, James Caan. Um, and, he, and he always kind of, you know, Mickey Blue Eyes, as we talked about earlier, he was in that movie with so many of the guys from Sopranos. But I'll go with uh, uh, James Caan as Sonny Corleone. Right. You know, I remember watching that movie and I was heartbroken when they got him, as they say, they got him on the causeway. And they yeah. got him in a causeway and they, they shot did. the shit out of him. Look what they did to my boy. Yeah. And you got to make him presentable, you know, to his mother. Uh, and they shot fucking 150 fucking holes in that guy. He kept coming. I uh, can't go, oh my God. He shot him on the causeway. I didn't yeah. tell Mama anything. But yeah, James uh, James uh, Kahn. Sonny Corleone. Awesome. All right, my next one is going to be um, Tommy DeVito from Goodfellas, Joe Pesci. Oh, Joe Pesci. Oh, my God. He's a, another guy who's in a million. He is in a million, but that was my favorite role. Yeah. You know? How am I funny to you, Henry? Am yeah. I make you funny? You know, uh, he, he's in a lot of good ones, like old old school. Him and De Niro. Him and De Niro have been together yeah. for a long time. They were in Bronx. Uh, Bronx Bull. Yeah. A Raging Bull was called where they were the boxers. They were also in one uh, called uh, Once Upon a Time in America, him and James Woods. Yep. And uh, the guy who plays Paulie, which, which, what the hell is his real name now? Uh, he played Paulie in Rocky. He played. Uh, he was on The Sopranos. Uh, uh, Burgess Meredith. No. Burt Young. Burt Young. Young. Burgess Meredith. And and they one. were mobsters together. And they were yeah. young back then. Yep. And, they, they, and, he, and they were Jewish mobsters in that one. 
Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, he you know he he's awesome. He's awesome in that. You ever see the uh, skit they did on uh, Saturday Night Live about those guys? They had two guys who were like they they, they were doing like a uh, talk show for a, a, a series of things like okay it's it's Robert De Niro and, and Joe Pesci and they, you know if they don't like what somebody said they would beat the balls off of the character. So then one time they had those two just walk on stage. Like you know, and they're sort of like you know. So Joe Pesci's going off like you can't do imitate me, and then all of a sudden they look at De Niro and he looks at the guy playing you know him, and he looks he goes, "Who are you supposed to be?" And the guy's like, "Well, you." He goes, and then he pretended beating him up, which is hilarious. Um, so uh, back to you know who else would I pick? Um, shoof. So you got to go back to, I mean, the, the the one movie that all the mobsters go to is The Godfather. Yes. Um, now, you picked Al Pacino as Scarface, which is a great one. Yep. Um, but uh, I am going to have to go with um, Marlon Brando as Vito Corleone. Vito, yeah. I mean, he really, he nailed that character. Yep. You know, he had the raspy voice. Which is really cool if you watch The Offer. I mean, how they build that character up. It's oh, I didn't cool. see it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I read about the books about how Vito Corleone had his throat cut. And he had to talk with a kind of a... And he just mastered it. So I'll go with Marlon Brando as Vito Corleone. Nice. Uh, my next one is an interesting character. But just from a great show. And he was just... An amazing actor. James Gandolfini as Tony Soprano. Yeah. Um, you know, he's just, he's got to be up there. Yeah. Um, he, you know, they saw the softer side of him at times, and he was getting the ladies, but he was cutthroat when he needed to be. Mm-hmm. And just a great freaking character. So, Tony Soprano. Tony James Soprano, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Um, I'm going to stick with that show, and I pay tribute to the guy, Paulie Warner, to... Who by far was my favorite character on that show, as I mentioned to you earlier. You know, he had funny parts. He had tough parts. He was a real mobster. He was very believable. He had those big-ass hands like Don Ho where (laughs) he could, you know, knock the balls off you. But he also had that human side where he was, you know, he'd show you how he was scared of ghosts or whatever. He had funny parts where where they're in the Pine Barrens. Fuck that Russian, man. It's fucking freezing. (laughs) You know, he just had those... Parts where, you know, then he had the hair that was slicked back and he had just a funny part. And, you know, I really, you know, that was my favorite character on that show was him. Nice. Um, my top one would be Michael Corleone. Al Pacino again. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was, I mean, he was by far the best character I felt like. Yeah. And in, in The Godfather. I mean, when Michael comes comes of age and yeah and then, and then he, he just he was like unplugged you know he was the nice guy who came home from the war yep. telling his girlfriend about hey this is luca brazzi blah 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 and then when he came back he had no emotion like oh, no but he was so organized so thought out you know they made him out to be so freaking intelligent and yeah, everything yeah, and yeah. everything he, was systematic he, he was like that like they say it's not personal it's all business yeah and that's how he just kind of presented himself like his emotion was a totally unplugged yep. So, you know, I had to have my Godfather in there. Yeah. You know, my, some of my favorite movies, Goodfellas, Godfather, mm-hmm. The Sopranos on TV, so. Yeah, or, and you know. Scarface, so. Here's another one, uh, again, you know, and, you know, some guys just play mobsters so good, you, you, we're going to repeat them again and again. Al Pacino in Carlito's Way. Yeah. 
he was a mobster and he played a, a Hispanic guy and man, he was fucking great at that. You know, De Niro had so many, you know, we talk about Mean Streets, which was a kind of a goofy movie, but you know who was in Mean Streets with him was Richie Aprile from The Sopranos. Richie Aprile. Young boy in yeah. um, uh, Harvey Keitel, who plays a lot of good mobster movies. Plus he was pretty good in uh, other, where he played a gangster type. In uh, Copland, where he was a corrupt cop. And the Tarantino movie. Oh, oh, where he was Wolf, where he covered yeah. up. He was, you know, he, he was a very, you know, mobster type. Yeah. Um, so many of them, you know, Big Pussy, who, who shows up in, in movies. Yeah. Uh, the guy who played Artie showed up in Mickey Blue Eyes. A lot of guys from Mickey Blue Eyes. For people out there, if you ever want to see your characters from uh, The Sopranos in movies, you know, Janice was in Mickey Blue Eyes as well. Oh, There's yeah. A lot of See, people, I think I saw that. A lot of people from The Sopranos were in that movie. It's like they, they picked them. Christopher was in uh, Goodfellas. He was Spider. Hey, Spider, you know, let's see, your, you know, your head is, is be a foot's as big as your head there, Spider. Um, there was a lot of guys in some of these movies that, you know, you just see him reoccurring. The guy who played, uh, who was the head of the mob in New York in The Sopranos with the older guy? His real name is Tony Lip is his name. Okay. The older guy. And, you know, even Junior. Junior, who was also in Godfather 2. Yes, he was. He was in, he was Johnny Ola. Um, uh, Carmine. Carmine. He was Carmine, the old guy in uh, Sopranos. He was in Godfather 1 as a a bodyguard to Brazzini. Um, So a lot of these guys, you see them again and again. They just are great players of mobsters. You know, so you get these repeats. But, I mean, for me, De Niro is, uh, uh, you know, a great mobster. So is Pacino. So uh, one of our favorite people, Michael Williams, who from The Wire. Oh, God. Omar. Oh, yeah. Omar. But, but he was Chalky White. In Chalky White. Empire. Omar. Omar. Yeah. yeah. That's Omar. a good one. I, I got to get some cereal. <laughs> Omar is coming. They're dropping money on him. Yeah, he was great. Or if you want to go to the Salamancas, and, and the guy who played Hector Salamanca, by the way, you mentioned Scarface, he was in Scarface. And he was, a, a, you know, just like in Breaking Bad, he never said a fucking word. Right. He was he, he was called the ghost in that. And I think the only word he said was, get closer to that car so I can blow him up. They got kids in the car and he shoots them. And that was Hector Salamanca. <laughs> yeah, and, oh, and, he played, and that guy's from Philly. Yeah. Uh, that, that character or that actor. Uh, and he plays a great. And, you know, so he's also in um, Breaking Bad. He, and, uh, you know, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. And, and that's why I like Better Call Saul because they give the backstory, yes. and that's where he's, you see he's a mean fucker. Right. You know his character, but that actor, you know, he plays a great Hector Solomon. He guy. does, yeah. Don Hector. Yeah. Don Hector, and he's great. He's really, really good at that, and you know that's why I like Better Call Saul. And that's starting back up again on Monday. Oh, get out! That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so that so they're going to show those last seven episodes. Nice. So Lalo, it will probably reappear somewhere. All right. How about uh, Kaiser Sose from the Kaiser usual Sose, which was Kevin Kevin uh, Spacey, Spacey. Little fucking weirdo, but well, he's a weirdo. If you ever watched, did you ever watch House of Cards, which was a great series? Oh yeah. There was parts where he was actually. I had to really turn weird. it off after. Yeah, a little yeah. Bit. yeah. We, we'd be watching that like, what the fuck? And then yeah. you find out he's really like that. It's like, what is he right. doing here? But yeah, Hector Sose, you know, if you want to, you know, pick out some of those great movies. Yeah. Uh, Vincenzo Cocati from uh, True Romance, Christopher Walken. Did you ever see that movie, True Romance? Oh, yeah. He's the one who goes, oh, yeah, you know, that, you know, the whole God. Remember that whole yeah. spiel? You know why you got that dark hair? See, the Moors were coming over there and they were banging. These guys were blonde hair, blue eyes until they came over from Africa. You got African blood in you. Did you know that? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Walken is great. Did you ever see uh, Suicide Kings? No, but it's it was on the other young day. Boys. Yeah, and yeah. Christopher Walken is in it. Uh, Dennis Leary is in that. He's his, his uh, other guy. The kid who was in E.T., uh, he was the little kid, but now he's a grown man. And a bunch of those guys kidnap a mobster who is Christopher Walken. Right. They cut off his finger and they want to do whatever. The guy who tracks him down, and also who's in it, is Robert from uh, Better... Uh, Everybody loves Raymond. He's like some hitman, and Dennis uh, Leary tracks him down and whatever. But that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you know, Christopher Walken always plays a great part. He's a nut job to begin with. Yes. Uh, Paul Sorvino, Paulie Wall, uh, not Paulie Wall. I'm sorry, Paul Cicero. Yeah. The head guy in yep, uh, yep, Big yep, He yep, was great. Yep. He played. Good. He didn't speak too much, but yeah. Yeah, but he was good in the. You know, yeah. I, I like that character. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see if there's any others that I can pull out. Bronx Tale. Bronx oh, the Bronx Chaz. Tale. Well, you got uh, Chaz Palamentary. Yeah, Sonny. And he was also good in Analyze This, where he was kind of uh, Paul Vario's uh, nemesis, or Robert De Niro, but he played a great Sonny. And then you yeah. look at all the mobsters in that thing. Yeah. You know, Joe Pesci was in that as well. And De Niro was in that. He was a good guy. He was a bus driver in that one. Michael Corleone. He, he, Vito, Michael. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Bronx Tale was a great light of that movie. Oh, yeah. Sonny. Sonny had five fingers, but he only spoke with two, you know? And then coffee cakes. You imitate somebody tough. Do coffee cakes. What am I supposed to put? A screen in front of my face and throw shit at it? That's a good topic. Last, yeah. last second uh, yeah, Mount Rushmore there exactly. for us, man. Put him in the bathroom. Eddie Mush is in it. Norm's in the bathroom. He's Eddie Mush. He's in the bathroom. <laughs> Jojo. Jojo's shadow killed a dog. So we're day early. I probably won't press this out until tomorrow because, you know what I mean, we're, we're always releasing on a Sunday. So, But we did it yeah. a day early. I, you know, That's fine. A lot going on tomorrow with the whole eventually getting up to Penn State. But Riding Shotgun with Norman Jim, episode yeah. 110. 110. Next week is a uh, you know intelligence test a whole hour or an hour and a half. Whatever. Yeah, but next week is also Christmas in July. Christmas so we'll lot, in July. We'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah following up on that that'll be a good time yeah yeah so looking forward to seeing everybody yeah that'll be fun all right right check up with norm jim episode 110 we out of here we'll ride it out with some killers <laughs>